0: Okay, with Karen Ruby, who is the writer, producer, and star of Vad Ver Vadvertising. is that correct?
1: <laughs> Vadvertising. Yes. I almost
0: got that totally wrong. So Vagvertising, <laughs> it's a kind of a mockumentary parody short film, very very funny. You're the star of the film, correct?
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Look, well, as audio podcast, but you look completely different in the character that you played in the film
1: a man. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> yeah it was really fun. I never had played a man before. You know as a sketch comedy actor I've played all kinds of characters but this was different and honestly I was a little bit scared to do it. Yeah of course. I was like, oh Oh, my God. I, you know, I was really mad. I was really putting together the costume and the facial hair and the prop penis in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> that really helped. It was really helpful to get in the character.
0: Well, they say that when you want to become a man, the prop penis kind of like it's it's it just it puts it all together, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah, I've heard that many times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> OK, so, so you wrote the screenplay. So tell me about I it. Yes, you co-wrote. So tell me about who came up with this idea. When did that kind of idea come to fruition?
1: Yeah, well, my co-writer, Kate Peterson and I. Who directed just,
0: the film, correct?
1: Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had been collaborating together on a number of things in Chicago when I was living there. And um, we were <clears throat> wanting to do something else next, something a little bit bigger. And I don't know, one of us had come upon these Tom Ford perfume ads. And it just incensed us because it was these, you know, body parts of naked women with like droplets of water. And the perfume was right in front of her, th- you know, and like yeah. the finger up. And we were just like, what's next? What are they going to do next? You know, put <laughs> things inside people's vaginas. And we were like, ah, that's hilarious. Oh, let's write it. <laughs> there
0: you go okay
1: and that's literally how we came up with the idea and we immediately started writing it and we divided you know the mm-hmm. parts of the sketch idea and it be it morphed from like a sketch to a whole film um and then we had already done I don't know if you know that this the other story the uh, moms for maintaining children unaware of naughty toys which is m for m cunt okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had already done that we had we had done a, a shopping trip to uh toys r us in costume and in character and just filmed ourselves a horror just very upset with how sexualized children's toys were and this was a separate thing that we had done before advertising, and then when we were in the editing room of advertising, we were like this will really play as like a news magazine um with like another story in the news magazine and so we cut that in and so that was really fortunate and fun so gotcha. so you so you also also are are
0: you guys made more films since then because it's sort of like it's like an interesting kind of because there's skits but then there's a there's a beginning and middle and end story that you have and uh and so basically it's like so they're 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 a film right so they're not just something you could perform on stage but there there is a cohesive kind of story that and you're obviously there's a thematic theme that
1: yeah
0: thematic there theme,
1: them- a, there, tell- a, it's,
0: it's funny but at the same time you're kind of making a social commentary i guess right
1: Yeah. Yeah, we were working together on a late night talk show at Chicago Second City, and the most of our work was for stage. Um, And then we did all these videos and some of the videos were for the show. um, But then I moved to Lo- moved back to Los Angeles. And so she's still, you know, in the Midwest. And so it's we haven't been collaborating lately, but um, maybe in the future we'll do something gotcha. again.
0: So what, just out of curiosity, what brought you back to Los Angeles sorry um, to stay There for a second? I
1: think you just asked me what brought me to Los Angeles. What brought you but back was, to so Los Angeles? Internet yeah. problems. i um, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I never really intended to stay in Chicago for more than three months. And it ended up being five years, which is a whole nother Side story, which is how I created my most recent pilot, <laughs> telling that story. Um, but I live in Los Angeles, and I've lived in Los Angeles since '97. And okay. I had gone back to Chicago just for a few months. My dad had gotten cancer, but he's fine. And I ended up staying for five years, and so I finally came back.
0: Gotcha. So you are you originally from Chicago?
1: I am okay. born and raised.
0: Born and raised. And then you kind of like work, I guess it's for work reasons. I guess you're why you're in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, it is now. It's funny because, um, I always wanted to live in L.A. when I was a kid and I never thought I could just pick up and move. And I always wanted to li- work in the entertainment industry and I didn't have any connections and I didn't think I could just do it. I don't know. I, I had a lot of self-esteem issues when I was younger. Um, and so when I moved to L.A., I was I had been living in Phoenix, um, which is or Scottsdale, actually, which is, you know, I went to Arizona State. Um, and I studied exercise science and kinesiology and all these things. And I was trying to get a job in corporate worksite wellness, which is what my master's is. in. And I could not get a job. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll be a chiropractor. One of my personal training clients was a chiropractor. He's like, be an amazing chiropractor. And I was like, I don't know. Where should I go to school? I was just like, so down. And she's like, Los Angeles college of chiropractic. And I was like, that's it. So that's why I moved to LA. Although I never did end up going to chiropractic school, but I did apply, get in, take all the prereqs. And then, um, maybe I'll just wait a year.
0: (laughs) So you, you are trained a script supervisor. So how does somebody like become a script supervisor? It's the funny story is that I did my thesis on script supervision
1: no way. Listen, oh my yeah. God. Can I read it? I would love to.
0: No, I, it's, I, I don't even know. It was like a long time ago. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. It passed,
0: I, but it was like, I okay.
1: think. What was your, what was your theory of the thesis or what was the point you it was were just making?
0: More about like the relationships, like about like how the relationships that they have, but also too, where like, it's like, it's like the editing, it's all about the storytelling. Right. So meaning that there could be like, say we're talking and we're making a movie and then somebody in the back corner in the, in the shelf, there's like the shelf changes. Right. But you're, you're, you're editing to the, you're editing to the story. Right. Cause people are, people are into the motion, people are into the story. They're not going to notice that. Right.
1: Mm, Debateable. No, 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 no.
0: But I'm saying that like, I'm just saying <laughs> look at a Scorsese film, right. That use Scorsese films as an example where like, where like Goodfellas has probably like 300, you know, like probably over, over 300 continuity errors. Right. But then Velma, it was more about the relationship with the, with what they what the editor is doing with the, with the notes because it's very valuable, extremely valuable. It, it's extremely valuable the notes because they're using. But at the same time, it's like they're still gonna. And people think that script revisions is all about. The, it is about continuity, but it's about it's more than continuity. So in my long winded answer to you is it, it's more about it's like it's something deeper than continuity because continuity is is obviously needed because it's something so glaring but at the same time it's like you're seeing De Niro changing his cigarettes 20,000 times and I was using a scene in in, in, uh, Goodfellas but nobody notices it because they're so into these characters I guess right right
1: well yes and I think there's a fallacy that people think that continuity only has to do with cigarettes and cups and exactly that's sort of what I'm saying yeah but it's, but the continuity is also like, we're also managing the story and managing the actor's emotion. Not like we're managing the actor's emotions, but you know, we're watching out for it. Does this make sense? Cause you know, we're shooting a scene six weeks, three weeks, completely different time uh-huh. later than the scene that's right before it or the scene that's right after it, you know? And so we have to double check, make sure that the emotions make sense. Make yeah. sure that the stream direction makes sense. Make sure that it's going to edit together.
0: No, no. It's so, so basically yeah. what I kind of broke it down with like the relationship with the actor, the relationship, obviously with the director, the relationship with the DP. There you go. You got a, a super, super and cub. So it's sort of like the, what the relationships are. It's like the person who sits beside the director, but kind of nobody knows who they are. Right. So but so we're
1: trying to change that with my new podcast, Group Supervisors. Unsung I know Euro that's
0: what I'm plugging team. right now, in my <laughs> roundabout way. But it's like, I think it's a, I think it's amazing. But meaning that I'm talking about the average person. So the average person walks average. on the set, they kind of know the guy who does the lights, kind of know the guy who does the sound, kind of know the guy who does the camera. But they're like, who's that? That sorry, I was going to say girl, but like because it's different now. But who's the-
1: <laughs> mostly women it's yeah. true
0: it's mostly women so basically but but who's the person beside the director what's the well, who are they like so basically and
1: why do they look so like frustrated or Why they're, so- they're,
0: their hair is like in 20 <laughs> different spots and they're like running things down right so it's like yeah. but the the interesting thing about my just to finish it off is that is that is that I ended up working in the industry for years in uh, locations. And so mm. basically I was, then of course I made a bunch of films too. So I was always on set. I was an on-set guy. So I got to see the making of a film, so many amazing films, but in some bad ones, obviously a lot of bad ones too, but but I actually got to see what a script supervisor does in practical elements. So I would have changed my whole thesis because I didn't know anything I was when I was in university, right? So I was just talking from a practical level. Right. So
1: mm. that's really cool yeah. and interesting. So yeah. basically,
0: my moral is that university, you don't have to go like, just, like it doesn't mean anything. Well,
1: I didn't. I mean, I went to university, but I didn't study film. No, or... no, I,
0: exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. So it's like because you learn on a You learn. I know it's a, it's a cliche, but you kind of learn more on a practical level. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you, but I never did answer your question. How do you become a script supervisor? There are plenty of classes yeah. that you can take. And I did take Randy Feldman's course and it was, you know, it's one of the best and I was really well, well prepared. Um, Yeah.
0: So the, 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 the leap is for you, is cause you're a very talented performer. So what, is that something you always wanted to do? So what like, kind of like, is something when you're on set and you're doing these films, is that, is that is you, you always want to be in front of the camera. Is that something that is just like an itch you couldn't scratch? I'm assuming, because obviously this is a career. You can make a good living doing being a script supervisor, but what propelled you to go in front of the camera?
1: Well, it was actually the opposite. I started by doing the okay. front of the camera stuff, right. And producing my own sketches, like for YouTube and things like that. And I just felt I found how much I loved being on set. Like set is my happy place. I love being on set. The energy being around all the creative artists. I mean, it's just, like, there's nothing like it. Anyone listening to this podcast, everybody knows, right? Like being on set is, and I was so I was like, how can I be on set more often than when I'm, infrequently cast let's be honest (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. or when I'm producing my own content which takes time and money I was like how can I make a living being on set how can I be there more often you know and and I went through the crawl of some films and like literally the only thing that I was interested in learning was script supervising okay thank god (laughs) thank god I found it yeah, and so I, I started taking classes and, and started working. And so, yeah, that was more recent than the acting and the writing and stuff.
0: Gotcha. So you just like, so it's like the, the moral is that for you, you just like being on set. You like to see yeah. the, how it. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, like I was just at, at the thing that the event last night, I was just saying, you know, I, I want to be in comedy television, whether I'm on, you know, as an actor on a comedy television set, whether I'm a writer in the writer's room, which is also like super joy for me, or whether I'm a script supervisor. It doesn't matter. I, that's, that's the environment I need to be in. And that's where I want to be. And I have multiple skill sets to do any number of things there.
0: Okay, so let's talk about bad bad, bad, bad advertising. Obviously, bad
1: advertising. Yeah. So okay, so
0: you wrote the you wrote the script. You and your your uh, you and your partner wrote the scripts. Kate. Mm-hmm. What's the next step from there? Like, do you guys? So you guys? So who's playing all the roles in the in the film? Like, you're playing. Well- Go ahead. Well,
1: after we finished writing it, we decided that I would play the lead. Yeah, that was, you know, and then um, being in Chicago at the time and having access to all kinds of comedians, both through Second City, through our show there. Plus, I'm also a stand up comedian. So I knew the whole stand up comedian circuit, you know, and we just basically cast from everybody that we knew in the world, you know, um, of of Chicago and Second City and all that. And so once we had it cast, um, then I started producing it, right? Finding a DP, finding a sound person, finding set deck, finding, you know, all the things that you need to do to produce a film and put it together. And then we lucked out. One of our actors also was working um, I probably shouldn't say where, but because we got the location for free. But Not that's, that's she, she got us that location, which maybe they did or didn't know that we were shooting there sure. on the weekend and stuck it. Um, <laughs> you know, independent filmmaking. In the, yeah, I was
0: gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard many of the stories. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I mean, so that's that's what we did.
0: So then, okay. So then you kind of like so have you worked with this these team this team of people before? Because I guess Carrie is your cinematographer. Is that Mm. is that someone you worked with before? And then like, so I'm just like, this this seems like a pretty cool team of people. That's sort of what I was alluding to in the beginning. We're like, you seem to have something going on here. So it's like, there's there could be multiple kind of versions of this kind of mockumentary film with the team that you have in place.
1: Yeah, but sadly, I'm in LA now, and yeah. they're all and they're all still in Chicago. Um, but it, it was a fantastic team, and that was actually a, a big up level for us. What for what we were doing? Like previously, we were just like, "Hey, can you carry the cam? Can you camera? Can you do this? You know?" Yeah. And just doing it all like you know. Well, you're so going to the Toys R Us
0: really- and getting a and like basically being Borat or whatever, and just kind of like playing the character.
1: Right. That was just me and Kate. And I'd hold the camera and shoot her. She held the camera and shot me. And then that and that's how we yeah. did. So that. this is a this
0: was a real production.
1: This was the first real production that we did. Yeah. And so I was really happy. We we decided we wanted to have an all-female crew, um, which when we were shooting this actually in 2015, um, was sort of unusual. Um and it was challenging. Because we could not find a female sound person, although the guy that we had was just a delight. So other than that, it was all women.
0: Yeah, that's what I see here. I see it's like all—I <laughs> guess your art department, but it seems like it was like a all female kind of film. Even your editor, um, Aaron. So did you? Okay, and then your music and it's like it's—it's it's basically so you—you you shot the film. So yeah. what do you as as a as an actor, obviously script supervisor. What do you, and obviously you're playing a, a, like, it's a gutsy role, right? So there's certain things of tone that you have to nail in, in your performance. So are you in the editing room yourself or like, what's yes. the process for you? Because you're watching yourself. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, sometimes actors have a hard time with that.
1: Yeah, we're real lucky. She's won local Emmys for her editing work. Um, And so she had wonderful ideas. She was extremely skilled. We had some issues that she was able to fix for us. and so we, Kate and I, would go to her house and we'd sit with her, and she'd say, "Here's what I think about this. What do you think about that? What do you think about this?" You know, and we would work in different takes, and you know, it was a very collaborative, um, wonderful process. I learned a lot. I mean, again, this is this is before I started script supervising at all, so um, I didn't really know. We didn't have a script supervisor on this set because I didn't even know I didn't know such a thing as script supervisor because my didn't go to film school, right? And so, um, so there were issues that maybe we wouldn't have had had we had a script supervisor yeah <laughs> but yeah
0: no so like so but yeah you like usually independent film that's something that they kind of pass pass through they don't have a script supervisor so okay so then you're you're putting the film together so in terms of your, what about the, the person you brought in for music does that they have their own how is that process in sound design because it's, it's a nice sound design it's I know it's a comedy but it really it kind of works so
1: thank you I appreciate that um yeah I forget. I found her on the internet because I think she was living in Texas at the time. And so we just did it over email and sending files.
0: Yeah. That seems yeah. the way that that seems to be the way that think people do things now.
1: Yeah, but this a member, we, we did this years ago.
0: <laughs> What's that?
1: We shot we shot this in 2015. And so we did this like a while back.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. So you are you so. Obviously, so you we were in Chicago our- for because your dad, and then is your, your dad's okay now.
1: Yeah, he's fine. Thank you for asking. No, I
0: just I've been through. I was just doing a podcast with somebody about cancer. I've been through it before. It's like a you know caretaking is a whole like a whole you know it's a it's a job right? So it's an emotional job. So so then you're doing all these things on on the on the side. So yeah. So basically, what so right now you're just working in the industry? or you you do like? Uh, you have like an agent I'm just curious because you're a good performer so I'm just curious like what your process is as a as an actor
1: um yeah I sort of got tired of the whole trying to get auditions and do the whole audition you know that whole hamster wheel of being an actor and like I like to act I like to (laughs) I like to create things but like the whole rest of it I just kind of got Tired of it after all those years, so I'm not really pursuing acting other than things that I'm creating myself um, currently. That may change. Um, yeah, so um, I'm just doing more of like writing um, and the script supervising. And um, my an, an, a friend of mine out here is working on a a, a short form series that we are going to produce next year, which I will also uh, play one of the leads in. So um, things still going on.
0: Still doing stuff. (laughs) So uh, what did you think about the audience, the audience feedback video that we sent you?
1: It was so fantastic, you know, because um, I hadn't, you know, I just started the festival run for this project in the pandemic and I hadn't, you know, been in a, any in-person screenings. So the only feedback that I've gotten is like sending it to people that I know and what do you think? And so to have people that I don't know and don't know me watch the film and and give me all this fantastic feedback, it felt so good. I really appreciated it. I think they, they got it and it, it was really nice.
0: Yeah, they do. obviously they got it. That's what I kept alluding. Like, you guys got to be making more of these films. I think that there's some obviously some funny things to to kind of make fun of and like like sec over the over sexualizing advertising is you know you can make 20 films about that, right? So,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Leo will have a reprise. Maybe he'll get out of jail and and do something else.
0: Yeah. So, uh, well, I, pre- I really appreciate you guys submitting to us. And I think it's a great parody film. Like, mockumentaries, from my experience, they don't, they, like, I'm just being honest, they don't work. Like, 90% of the time, the get mockumentaries that get submitted to us don't work. Because there's a tone issue. There's, like, it's too long. There's so many different variables. But it's, like, these are hard films to make because it's... Because you still gotta be within the character. You got. I know you're gonna be a little bit off the ground in terms of like, because you're kind of making fun of something. But you still have. There's still gotta be heart and emotion in the film. Because else we don't care. That's the bottom line, right? Unless it's really, really like, oh, crazy. But it's like that's that's why your film works. So there's something about your character that we kind of get, right? So and we like we we were in on the joke, but we kind of want to know what happens next. If that makes any sense?
1: Thank you so much. I did base him on a conglomeration of men that I <laughs> have met and sure. you know been associated with. In my life, so.
0: Well, hopefully you can play a man again in another movie.
1: <laughs> I think I can.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I know you got to go <laughs> pick you. up your parents at the airport, so I appreciate your time. And uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk again when you
1: make your next film. That sounds great. Thank you so much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Let me We're going to do it.